We are uh, starting a new series, it's a short series, only four sermons, on building one another up, edifying one another, and you know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, let all things be done for edification, that's what we're supposed to do here. We're going to talk about in this series, edifying one another by correction, by teaching, and by communion. And this morning I'm going to talk about encouraging and how we are to encourage one another and edify one another, build one another up by encouraging. And uh, you know this is important because all of us, all of us get discouraged sometimes, don't we? We make plans for things and we have, we have plans and they don't always go like we think they're going to go. And sometimes people disappoint us and it's discouraging. And so we need to encourage one another. And that's what we're going to talk about. You know, Elijah, Elijah the prophet was uh, discouraged in his life. He, uh, he was a preacher of the gospel and he preached to the Jews for years and years, turning them to their God. And they would believe for a while And then they would turn away and go and start worshiping the idols of Baal. And back and forth they went and it was discouraging to him. And in 1 Kings chapter 18, 21, he spoke to them and Elijah came to all the people and said, How will you falter? How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people answered him not a word. And Elijah drove out the idolaters and preached against idolatry. And this caused him to be persecuted. And they sought his life and he fled. He fled the country for his life. And he's sitting, and one time he's sitting down at a, at a tree, at the bottom of a tree. And he prays to God to kill him. Just take my life. I don't want to live any longer. In 1 Kings, chapter 19 and verse 4, he says, It is enough. Now, Lord, take my life. For I am no better than my father's. And the Lord spoke to Elijah and he said, What are you doing, Elijah? And Elijah said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. But God wasn't hearing this. He encouraged Elijah when he said, I have reserved 7,000 in Israel, all of whose knees have not bowed to Baal. And he told Elijah to get up and start working. And he gave him a job to do. All of us needed need lifted up sometimes. Elijah needed to know that he wasn't alone. And we need to know that today. God knows this. He knows this about us, and that's why He built the church. So that we would encourage one another. So we would not run this race alone. 
And He wants us to build one another up and encourage one another. That's why He created this church. The word encourage means to walk with, to give courage or support, to strengthen. You know, when I was young, we had barns and sheds that that would get damaged over time. The wind and hail would would beat on them and cause cause them to get damaged. And the animals would rub up against them and kick them. And we'd have to take nails and new wood and repair those, those buildings. Well, people can get damaged by the storms of life. And we don't come here to this church to show everybody how righteous we are. We come to get repaired from the storms. And we come to lift one another up, help encourage one another, build one another up. Solomon knew this well. He made decisions in his life that were devastating to his faith. And he wrote in Ecclesiastes 4 and verse 9, Two are better than one. Because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls. For he has no one to help him. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This is a vital function of the church. Do you try to lift people up when you're here? You should. You should come hoping that you can lift and encourage someone today. You know, all of us need this. Hebrews 3 and 13 says, But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Encouraging one another is important because it can keep us from being deceived by sin. You know, it's, it's much easier to do a job with someone else than it is alone. It's, it's a whole lot easier to quit a job when you're working alone, isn't it? But if you're working with someone else, You can work till midnight sometimes. That's the way it is. And God knows this. You know, sometimes fighting sin can be hard work. Doubly so if you're doing it alone. You know, Hebrews 12 is a very inspiring, encouraging chapter. In verse 12 and verse chapter 12 and verse 12 it says therefore strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated but rather be healed he's not talking about physical strength here or physical knees he's talking about spiritual things and he's talking about the the prophet job you remember job This was written about Job. In Job chapter 4 and verse 3, he says, Surely you have instructed many, and you have strengthened weak weak hands. Your words have upheld him who is stumbling, and you have strengthened the feeble needs. 
Job was a righteous, godly man. And he helped a lot of people, encouraged a lot of people. But Satan caused him to lose everything he had. But even then, he didn't stop having faith in God. Even when his wife advised him and discouraged him by telling him, just curse God and die. He kept on. And then when Satan took his health and caused boils to cover his body and he's lying, wreathing in pain, all his friends come together. Did they encourage Job? No, they didn't encourage Job. They discouraged him. They All they could do is tell him how he is a sinful, deceitful man. Lying. You must be lying. And you're probably getting what you're, you deserve right now, Job. That's what they told him. God was not pleased with the discouragement they did to Job. And he didn't treat them well. Those men. But God lifted Job up. And he will lift us up too. Don't be like Job's friends and discourage people, but encourage people. Try to find things to say that will encourage them. You know, it's easy to make light of people's troubles when they're not our own. It's easy to make light of people's aspirations, their hopes and their dreams, when we think maybe that's not very realistic. But it is to them. Encourage them. Don't pour water cold water on their enthusiasm. The Lord will, the world out there, it's going to do that for them. But we as Christians have a duty to encourage one another. Encourage one another. Strengthen the hands that hang down and the feeble knees. Families at their best, encourage one another to succeed. And we are God's family. You know, the disciples came to Jesus and said, your, your mother and your brothers are waiting outside to see you. And what did Jesus say? He looked out at the crowd and says, Here are my mother and my brothers. This is your family spiritually. We need to encourage one another. The Bible says that when we come together as the church... Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Philippians 2 and 4, it says, Let each of you look out not only for your own interests, but also the interests of others. So how do we do this? How do we encourage one another? Well, there's lots of ways. You can encourage people just by being here, by your presence. A smile, a hug, can go a whole lot way to letting people know they're not alone. It can mean a lot, more than you know. You can encourage people with your words. How many times has a simple word of thanks or praise or appreciation kept a brother or sister going? In a hard time. Encourage with your words. When people are struggling, encourage them. Tell them you can beat this. Don't give up. You'll do better next time. I know you. I believe in you. Encourage people. Look for the good in others. 
Be as excited about other people's success as you are your own. Look for people who need to be encouraged. Earnestly look and search for them. Jesus did. In Matthew chapter 15, the Jews were deriding on Jesus, putting Him down because He was eating with sinners. And Jesus said, He told them about a man who had a hundred sheep. And he lost one sheep and he he left all the 99 and went into the wilderness and looked for that sheep and searched until he found it. And when he found it, he brought it home and he called all his friends and neighbors and saying, Rejoice with me for I have found my sheep which was lost. And he told him about a woman who lost a coin. She had ten coins, she lost one. And she lit a lamp and she swept the house and she searched carefully for that coin until she found it. And when she found it, she called her friends and neighbors and said, Rejoice with me, for I found the peace that was lost. Jesus searched for you. He looked for you to try to help you. And He didn't say, you know, I'm too busy. I've got my own problems to deal with. i got the whole universe to deal with. I can't help you. I don't have time. He didn't say that. Well, he left his father and he searched for you and he found you and he lifted you up and encouraged you. Can we not do that? Search and look for people. People who need your help and encourage them with your words. You can encourage people You can encourage people with your time. It takes a simple call, maybe, or a text or an email to reach out to someone and let them know you're thinking of them, that you care. That can be encouraging. Maybe there's some people who haven't, you haven't seen in a while, haven't been to church in a while. You can contact them and, and let them know that you're thinking about them, that you care. Take time to get to know people. Well, someone says, I don't know what to talk about with people. Ask them about themselves. Everyone likes to talk about that subject. Find out what interests them, what's important to them. And make a point next time you see them to ask them about that. That's all it takes. But you have to be interested in people. If you're going to encourage them. You can't not care. Care about their interests. As much as your own. Isn't that the kind of love that Jesus told us to have? You can encourage people with your work. Maybe you know someone working in the church. Working for the Lord. Working hard. Maybe they can use some help. Ask them if you can help them. That can be very encouraging. As the Lord promised to Elijah, of Isaiah rather, he said in Isaiah 41 and 13, For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. Isn't that encouraging? It's encouraging to others 
when you offer to help them. If you don't know someone that needs help, start a good work yourself. Paul told Timothy, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. How many awesome things have we not done for the Lord Jesus? Because no one started. You know, you can encourage people with your gratitude. Being grateful and thankful is encouraging to people. Have you ever worked hard for something and done a whole lot of work for somebody and they just didn't seem to care? They never showed any appreciation or gratitude. That's discouraging, isn't it? It can make you want to just quit and stop. Not do anything else. It was discouraging to the Lord. Luke Luke 17 tells us how He healed ten lepers in a small village. But He remarked how only one of them returned to give thanks. That had to hurt. Be thankful. Be thankful to the people in your life. Let them know that you appreciate them. You appreciate what they do. That will encourage them. You can encourage people with your possessions. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 25 says, The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. Give and you will receive, Jesus said. You can encourage a lot of people by giving, by helping them out when they need help. Consider how blessed you are. And maybe find something to give someone that's less fortunate. That can encourage them. Try to lift them up. Don't ever take away people's dignity. You know, during the Depression, a lot of people lost their jobs, lost their homes, lost everything they had. And I read about a banker who would walk to work up to his office, and every time he would pass this homeless man sitting on the street and on the sidewalk, and he, the man would held a, a box of pencils and a sign that says, Pencils for Sale. Now, a lot of people walked by and threw money at the man and walked on to their work. But the banker always made it a point to stop and to buy a pencil from this man. And he talked to him. And he would tell him how good his pencils were and how his office really, really likes his pencils. How he was his pencil merchant, his only supplier. Now, he could have had his secretary buy pencils with the office supplies. Probably got them cheaper. That wouldn't have helped this poor man. Years passed and a new store opened up next to the bank. And the banker walked in and he was surprised to see this homeless man all spiffy and dressed up. Cleaned up, looking sharp. 
And he had a big grin on his face. He said, I was hoping you would come in. I was anxiously waiting for you to do that. I got this store. I saved my money. And it's mine. Because you called me a merchant. That's what I am now. You know, it doesn't take a lot sometimes. Something that we might, might not think is a whole lot. But it can mean a lot to some people. Be generous with your possessions. With the things the Lord has blessed you with. And give to others freely. Your prayers can be very encouraging to other people. We should pray for one another. And we should let them know we're praying for them. Jesus did. In Luke chapter 22 and 31, Jesus said, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. That night, he told Peter he was going to betray him and deny him three times. But Jesus loved Peter and he didn't want him to be overcome with grief. And so... He told him three things to encourage him. He told him, I have prayed for you. He told him, you will be able to come back to me. And here's what you need to do when you do. And what did he tell him to do? He said, encourage your brethren. I have no doubt that these words are the only thing that kept Peter going. After he betrayed the Lord. Your prayers and your words can make a huge difference to people's lives. Pray for your brethren. And let them know that you're praying for them. That can be encouraging. Your faith. Your faith can encourage people. Your worship, I forgot one, your worship can encourage people as well. Sing songs of praise to God. Sing out loud, sing loud. And don't be ashamed of people hearing you sing. You know, when Paul and Silas were in Philippi, they were preaching Jesus and repentance of sins and baptism and A lot of the Romans there, they made a good profit off of sin. The sin was profitable to them. And when Paul and Silas were preaching, they were losing a lot of that profit. So they had them thrown in prison. And at midnight, Paul and Silas were in prison praying to God and singing praises to God. And suddenly an earthquake shook the ground and all the doors of the prison were open. And the prison guard, seeing this, was about to kill himself. And Paul cried out, Do yourself no harm. We are all here. And the man fell down and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? 
this act of kindness and hearing them pray and hearing them sing praises to God touched this man's heart and turned his heart to God. Don't ever be ashamed of people hearing you praise God and worship God. Sing to God. Pray to God. Worship Him. It can be encouraging. It's encouraging to hear other people worship God. And your faith. Your faith can encourage people. 1 Thessalonians 3 and verse 6 says, Paul writes this, to, that, but now that Timothy has come to us from you and brought us good news of your faith and love, and that you always have good remembrance of us, greatly desiring to see us as we also to see you. Therefore, brethren, in all our affliction and distress, we were comforted concerning you by your faith. I'm sure it was hard being a first century Christian. You know, they were persecuted. They were persecuted hard by both the Jews and the Romans. But Paul writes how uplifting it was when Timothy came from Thessalonica and told them about their faith. You know, it's encouraging. It's encouraging for Christians to see you and to see your faith. If you can, if you have time, try to visit congregations when they're having a revival meeting. It'll encourage them. And it'll encourage you too. If you encourage others, God will encourage you. He's promised that. So fulfill the royal law and love your neighbor as yourself. These are just a few of the ways you can encourage people. There are many more. You know, I heard about a man who lived in a small town and he he was driving down the road and he saw a a stand a, a a vegetable and fruit stand and he stopped and he was looking at the vegetables and as he watched this this small boy came up to the stand and he was all dirty and raggedy and had just wearing rags and he he watched and this boy just was eyeing a basket of peas. And he was looking at these peas and he just couldn't take his eyes off them. And uh, the stand owner and his wife came out and the stand owner asked the boy if he liked those peas. And, oh, those sure are good looking peas. He said, I, he said I, I bet those taste good too. And the shop owner said, oh yeah, they taste good. He said, the boy said, you know, Mama's is about up and walking around now, and she sure would like those peas. And the shop owner said, well, why don't you buy her some? And he said, can't, don't got no money. And the shop owner says, well, you got anything to trade? And he said, I got my best Aggie, and he pulled out a yellow marble. And the shop owner said, that's a fine looking marble there, but you know, I'm really partial to red. 
you wouldn't happen to have a red marble at home, would you? And he said, yeah, I've got a red marble at home. He said, okay, why don't you take the peas to your, to your mama and next time you see me, bring me the red marble. The boy thanked him and said, yes, sir, I will. And he took the peas and ran away. Well, the man was watching all this, and so was the man's wife. And the wife told the man, he said, you know, he does that all the time. He said, there's five or six boys around here, and their parents aren't doing very well. And they come, and he, he's always giving them food. And he, every time they come back, though, he decides he wants a different color marble. And they never end up getting him the marble because he's always changing his mind. Well, the man forgot about this, moved away, years passed, and he went to New York. And he came back from New York on a trip once, and at the time he came back, it just so happened that this shop owner had died. And he had just died, so he went to his funeral. And they were, there's a long line waiting at the casket, and he noticed some men up ahead of him, reaching over and putting something in the casket. And he, when he got there, he saw that these boys had grown up. And that dead man's hand was full of marbles. They'd never forgotten the kindness of this man. And if you'll encourage people, if you'll just take a little time Go out of your way to try to encourage people. What you say, what you do, what you give, it'll come back to you. And it can mean the world to people. So try to do that. Let's, let's be a church that lifts one another up. Let's be a church that encourages one another. That's what Jesus wants. Let's do that. If you need encouragement today, if you would like some help, some prayers, we'd be glad to pray for you. We'd be glad to encourage you. Please, don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Come to the front and sit on the front pew as we stand and sing.